0: Boom, mm-hmm. boom. the dripping tug raise the fire a flag The reason police shooting a 23-year-old Carlo Giuliani in the riotous streets of gentlemen has sent shockwaves.
1: And that was Chumbawamba with the track Following You from the album Un Welcome to Polyrical a podcast of political music a soundtrack for the resistance a topical solution for the political revolution I want to hear from you so if you like what you hear or even if you don't you can head over to polyrical.com find a link there to send me a message you'll also find a link there to make a recommendation, you can recommend an artist, a song, or a topic for a future episode. If you want to support Polyrical and all my podcasts, you'll also find some links there to make a donation. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to keep Polyrical free and independent. Here is Paris from the album Safe Space Invader. This is Turned the Key, featuring TCash. Neighborhood tensions have been simmering over gentrification. While moderate housing has been built, thousands have been displaced. While new class of urban professionals took up residence in luxury apartment houses, spawning changes that catered to them.
2: I try to represent the struggle, but the struggle as of late is being co-opted to bubble. bubble. Check the hustle, poverty-stricken huddles, poverty-stricken of us just displaced and rustled up. With old folks rush to the valley, valley, moving us out of coastal Cali, proving that the gap between the haves and the have-nots got the working classes steady ass out when it come to housing. Gentrified is what we call it, reverse white flight steady spoiling. Got these wealthy techies loving when we selling weed for their dogs, but little black kids selling water get the cops called. Maker stones and weed when it sucks, when it's thinless, it's microbreweries and cannabis. Same neighborhood, different people, but the quality of life is through the roof for certain reasons that they tap dancing answers.
0: People's freedom to. and equality, right here where the gangsters rise. And
2: if you can't follow me, all you gotta do is look outside. Where did we It ain't no black people left in Oakland. It ain't no black people left in San Francisco. I see more black people back in Sacramento. And we all know that none of this is accidental. Ask your folk about the 80s and 90s, back when it was all oh so simple. Quality of life was just as good in the areas they swear changed recently, but really it's the hood. And the hood means black. And if it's black, then it's bad. And if it's bad, then it's cheap. And if it's cheap, then we grab and we hold and we sell. When we finish criminalizing and displacing families for twice the price, what the hell? Fail bell, questionnaire entitlement, I've been hood, you live in the hood, now it's good, why is this, I resist prices, which side would rich strikes and give light to this fight against my kind, and won't silence oh, freedom, this, freedom and equality, right here where the
0: gangsters rise, and if you
2: can't follow me, all you gotta do is look outside,
0: right. where did we go, where are we? the am
2: they vilify my black skin, just enough for demonizing, fraternizing black men just enough for chastising black kids police pull up and turn the block to target practice, plus the fact is, eastern Contra Costa County and Castro Valley Harbor Clue clubs, clansmen. add this with black families looking for a better life and what you get is resistance from pre-established pro-right old white, so they make up harm to take up arms and take what's ours, imaginary adversaries claiming that my race does harm, but they come hard for burdens they create, then insist I have to carry, irony, so I'll Plot to take back plots of real estate, give back spots and make fat knots and educate, give blacks props and set up shops and get us straight, get him devil something to really hate.
1: Ah. And that'll bring us to our topic of the episode. The topic of the episode for this episode is military recruiters. There's an excerpt from a piece published at counterpunch.org written by Ron Jacobs. As I hinted at before, the U.S. military is one of the few governmental institutions that have overwhelming respect from almost all residents of the United States. This phenomenon is largely due to a very concerted campaign by the ruling elites of this nation to place the Pentagon and its troops above reproach. This can be seen in ever-constant presence of the military and its advertising at sporting events, civic festivals, and even some music concerts and festivals, especially country music. As the authors of the book Counter Recruitment and the Campaign to Demilitarize Public Schools point out, this barrage of advertising, or let's be honest, propaganda, began almost immediately after the military draft was ended in 1973. As of 2012, direct recruitment advertising by all branches of the military stood at around $667 million. This figure does not include the cost of buildings and staffing of actual military recruitment offices around the country, nor does it include the money spent on recruitment efforts in schools and other places youths congregate. On a side note, if you spend any time on Twitch, watching videos of people playing games or talking politics. You'll find me playing back episodes on Twitch at twitch.tv slash movingtrainradio. But when you go in to watch a stream by another streamer, you'll often get a pre-roll uh, advertisement. And lately, more, f- more often for me, I've been seeing military recruiting advertisements. In addition, the military is on Twitch, uh, playing games, some of their military games, as a way to get an inroad into the Twitch viewers and try to uh, entice them into perhaps joining the military. Uh, separately, recently there's been there was a viral video going around and uh, someone in what appeared to be a military barracks was going around from one recruit to another and asking them what they wanted to say to their recruiter. And probably 80% or more had just two words for their recruiter. Fuck you. Back to the piece. When my son was in high school, late 1990s, early 2000s, he received a number of calls on the home landline from an Army recruiter. He had not knowingly provided his name to any military representative, and as far as I know, the school he was attending did not provide students' names to the Pentagon for any purpose. However, many schools do. I suppose one of his friends had given the recruiter his name. Anyhow, at first my son liked the attention he received from the recruiter. The guy talked to him like an adult, etc. However, after a couple such calls, he told me about them, and to put it plainly, I got pissed off. Not at my son but at the recruiter. After verifying that my son was not interested in the military, I asked him if he had told the recruiter not to call. He told me he had not. I happened to answer the phone the next time the recruiter called. I made it very clear to him, without swearing or otherwise being abusive, that he should not call my number again. As far as I know, he never did. Other recruiters are less ethical. Counter-recruitment in the campaign to demilitarize public schools includes a few examples of such behavior. Beyond these individual acts of questionable ethics, though, lies the entire question of the ethics involved in targeting boys and girls for recruitment into the military. The ages targeted are 15- to 18-year-old youths. In most of U.S. society, young people in this age group are not allowed to drive after dark, if at all. They are not considered old enough to know whether or not they should use tobacco or drink alcohol. In some states, they are not allowed to work after dark. Yet the Pentagon wants us to believe they can make a decision about committing several years of their lives to a profession whose fundamental raison d'etre is killing other humans or being killed. Here are the Tim Malloys with the song Arthur McBride.
3: By the seaside, I seek good fortune. And what might the time? Was just as the day was a dawning. After a rest, and we both took a tram. We met Sergeant Harper and Corporal Cram, besides a wee drummer.
4: Driving, this whip can be yours. You know, war ain't the only thing the army does. Uh, Pick a job. Yeah, you we have it?
0: You don't
5: see the news that came with the suit as they claim the mess of their own. Behind the mask is someone who has to get you to want to leave home. You know the look you get from a pit when you have a snack or a bone. That's your recruiter. When they get a yes, I swear that's their favorite song. And they'll do whatever to hear it. Like, take the wheel of your spirit. They'll watch you crash and step on the gas and promise to show you the steer it They seem to know what you have in your baggage and swear that the army will clear it They tend to see us as nothing but rabbits and they come around with the carrots They don't even own that
4: whip You got roller coasters? Yo, let me show you this picture of me and a wife at Disney They gave me an upgraded suite because of my service They treat the army lovely Everywhere you go, you'll never look back This the golden opportunity The golden opportunity, Brittany They don't even own that whip
1: The Golden Opportunity, that's actually the name of the album that that song was on. That was the song Recruiters featuring Saeed from The Golden Opportunity. That is by the artist Brittany Chantel. We'll actually hear more because Brittany Chantel is the artist of the episode, but we're not there yet. Here is a excerpt from a piece written by Jacob Williams. Military recruiters are bigger snakes than you think. I'm a staff sergeant in the United States Air Force. A few years ago, I took part in a program known as Recruiter Assistant Program, or RAP, in which airmen are permitted to spend two weeks shadowing and assisting an Air Force recruiter of their choice. Most choose to shadow their own hometown recruiter, because since RAP doesn't charge against the leave days, and since the work itself looks pretty cushy, it's a great way to spend some time with friends and family back home free of the consequences. Here I thought I'd just be expected to stock shelves with AF brochures, stand at a booth somewhere, and talk to prospective recruits about my experiences in the military. In reality, I was expected to learn the art of recruiting as if I wanted to be one myself. That's not how I wanted it to play out, but it wasn't a deal-breaker, not that I'd be authorized to turn it down anyway. Here are some of the things that I learned. Each year, recruiters go to high schools and ask the principals and administration for a list of names, home phone numbers, and addresses for their respective senior classes. Most of the time, they comply. If you've ever been in a high school and gotten a call from a military recruiter out of the blue, it's because your high school is perfectly fine with releasing your personal information to them when they ask. They sat me down with a clipboard and several pages of phone numbers for high school seniors. My job was to go down the list one by one, calling the numbers and preaching the good word of the Air Force to them. I had an unwritten flowchart-style script that I'll explain in a moment. Next to each name on the list was a box where I was supposed to log any progress made with that individual. Maybe they are interested, maybe they are thinking about it, maybe they are 100% against the idea, those kind of things. But these were the home phone numbers of minors. Parents were usually the ones to answer the phone. I dreaded this most of all. If the parent answered, I had to ask to speak to the student. And if they asked who's calling, I was supposed to say only my first name and use a tone that would make it seem like I'm the kid's friend or classmate. So already they're using deception and trickery to try and sneak behind parents' backs. If they didn't fall for it and called me out, I was to explain that I'm so-and-so calling from the Air Force Recruiter's Office, just wanting to speak to the student and discuss any possible interests in seeing what the Air Force has to offer. At this point, parents usually got quite upset, and I don't blame them in the slightest. Quote, My son is not joining the military, you son of a bitch. Never contact us, ever, again, was the standard parental response. So, what was I supposed to do when parents told me to leave their family alone? You would think I could cross out that name on the list or mention in the log that this one's a no go. According to my recruiter, respecting someone's wish not to be harassed is for quitters. Believe it or not, my recruiter told me that when parents say their kid isn't joining the military and refuse to let us speak to him, I'm supposed to shame them for being overbearing control freaks. Something like, isn't that his decision to make? Or, you're not him, I'd rather speak. he speak for himself, comes to mind as the scripted response. I couldn't summon my inner asshole to bully parents, so I didn't. The recruiter wasn't too pleased about that. But don't worry, he said I can keep trying that same number later in hopes that the kid will pick up the phone, rather than his parents. In the event that the prospect himself answers, I am again supposed to take on a tone as if I'm his longtime pal, introduce myself as being from the Air Force recruiter's office, and immediately pose the question, So dude, what are you planning on doing after high school, bruh? I grew up in a yuppie region, and the region has only gotten yuppier. No shit. The answer is always going to be college. When they answer college, I was supposed to follow up with, how are you going to pay for it? Obviously, I'm trying to segue into talking about how the military pays tuition. But again, they are yuppies. So most of them answer that their parents were going to pay for it. But remember, no excuse not to join the military is ever good enough. There's always a way to keep pushing it. And in this case, it's, oh, wow, more shaming and guilt tripping. If the prospect says his parents will pay his way through college, I was supposed to make him feel bad for costing his parents so much money. You don't really want to make your parents shell out tens of thousands of dollars of their hard-earned money, do you? Come on, how long are you going to rely on your parents? Don't you want to be independent? Yeah, right, as if uh, joining the military provides you with independence. Here's Michael Franti and Spearhead from the album Yell Fire. This is Light Up, Ya Lighter.
0: Ooh.
1: It never makes no sense.
6: It never makes no sense. Fire, fire, fire. Light up, Ya Lighter. Fire, fire, fire. Um, Armageddon is a deadly day. Armageddon is a deadly way. They're coming for you every day While senators on a holiday The army recruiters in the parking lot Hustling the kids, they're juggling pot Listen, young man, listen to my plan Gonna make you money, gonna make you a What you get on M16 and a Kevlar vest You might come home with one less leg But this thing will surely keep a bullet at your chest So come on, come on, sign up, come on This one's nothing like Vietnam Except for the bullets, except for the bombs Except for the youth that's gone So we keep it on The General says we never miss a shot And we never, ever, ever keep a body count We're killing so efficiently we can't keep count In the Afghan hills, the rebels still fighting Opium fields keep on providing The best heroin that money can buy And nobody knows where Osama been hiding The press conferences keep on lying Like we don't know So we keep it on And two step back
7: know anyone you know who's anyone thinking who's of joining the, thinking. Military, the military. Play this song for them. And if, you're joining, if you're thinking of joining, listen to this. When they're presented, they talk about
4: the money and the benefits. The effort is to keep you in the dark and As the specialists. specialists. And avoid talking about the side effects of the medicines. It's chilling. While before you sign up, they're not willing. Once you're in, all they talk about is being willing to start killing. 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 That's the major part of dealing with no longer being a civilian. They don't warn you, ignoring who suffers from the trauma. I heard a
7: veteran say he wasn't warned from the horror because they don't have a warning like cigarettes on. The label, so they're able to tell fables and keep lies under the table. Once you're in, you see the killing, and you know good soldiers, they won't make good civilians. Desensitize you with violence and put you into a position. Try denying PTSD, it's a certifiable condition. They lie until so you won't see a battlefield. Once you're in, they own you like a cat on the field. I'm
4: gonna tell you what recruiters lie about, never will. That the purpose of the military is to die and kill. For the interest of big business, don't fight wars, cause the poor are said to die. For the interest of the business of the rich. They say they teach you to be a leader, but teach you to be a slave ah, A follower who caves out, your superiors behave The lies We come from monthly quotas, that's designed For them to get more recruits, to get promotions that arise They say they'll give you 20000 for enlisting as a bonus But if you don't serve your whole term, you gotta give it back so it's bogus it They say they got your back with the medicine and benefits But
7: 33% of U.S. homeless men are veterans The promises of writing, you can change it later, so it's frightening Choose the time, it appears But they reserve the right to extend your time and the year in fine print, especially hard to see legibly. It says they can keep you indefinitely in a war that doesn't end readily. They say try it out if you don't like what it's about, you can leave. But it's a lie, still might die overseas. Go to no draftnoway.org to absorb more to read.
4: I'ma tell you what recruiters lie about, never will. That the purpose of the military is to die and kill. For the interest of big business, don't fight wars because the poor said to die. For the interest of the business of the riches, I, VAW, will tell you all about it of peace will back up their accounts if you doubt it. Recruiters don't tell you how many who kill become ill, or pop pills to forget what they did against their will in, in their lives, lives. They don't tell you how many troops commit suicide. I'm home a different person from the taking of the lives. That frequently break up with their husbands or their wives. It's not nice if you join. You just
7: signed over your life. They can life. even have you taking experimental medications and force you to be exposed to nuclear radiation. Like a lab rat, you're trapped and can't leave the situation. Many get permanently sick from the of uranium. No draft, no way, dot org as resources. If you're enlisted, to help you avoid fighting in a moralist. War against people fighting in different armed forces. Contact IVAW to help you out with recourses. I'ma tell you what recruiters lie about, never will. That the purpose
4: of the military is to die and kill. For the interest of big business, don't fight wars cause the poor are said
7: to die. For the interests of the business of the richest. The purpose of the military is to kill. Is to, kill. to take life. Yeah, they never talk about it It's peer pressure, a group killing They abuse you, they brainwash you brainwash try to brainwash you from the time you're born That violence is fun, video games, and movies Some soldiers come home and kill themselves from PTSD Post-traumatic stress disorder And though many kill themselves, PTSD is not covered by the medical benefits And if someone kills himself, the army says they would've did it anyway You if they never joined the military all who serve in war are mentally injured. You get treated, you get treated. And no one's the same. It's the same. the same.
1: And that will wrap up the set of songs related to military recruiters sometimes someone uses their military experience because it is so profound that different world that different uh, twisting of, of what society might think of as normal or moral in the field of war and really trying to make atrocities seem acceptable, that certainly has profound impacts on everyone involved in it. Some of those people come out with a, with a fierce dedication to change themselves and society to stop allowing that to be acceptable. I'm thinking of people like, Howard Zinn, or Utah Phillips. Here are a few words from Utah Phillips. This is off the album I've Got to Know. This is the violence within.
8: I spend a lot of time these days going to demonstrations and vigils, talking to people who support the war. It can be pretty threatening, but I always find there are people there, and I don't mean policemen, but there are people there who will protect you. I don't go there to shout or to lecture, but to ask questions, real questions, questions I really need answers to. When I joined the Army, it was kind of like somebody that I had been brought up to respect, wearing a suit and a tie, maybe a little older, in my neighborhood. Think about yourself in your neighborhood and this happening to you. He walked up to me, put his arm around my shoulder and said, see that fellow on the the corner there? He's really evil and has got to be killed. Now, you trust me, you'll go do it for me, won't you? The reasons are a little complicated, but uh, I won't bother to explain, but you go and do it for me, will you? Well, if somebody did that to you in your neighborhood, you'd think it was foolish. You wouldn't do it. Well, what makes it more reasonable to do it on the other side of the world? That's one question. Well, now hook it into this. If I was to go down into the middle of your town and bomb a house and then shoot the people coming out in flames, the newspapers would say, homicidal maniac. The cops would come and they'd drag me away. They'd say, you're responsible for that. The judge would say, you're responsible for that. The jury would say, you're responsible for that. And they would give me the hot squad, or they'd put me away for years and years and years, you see? But now exactly the same behavior sanctioned by the state could get me a medal and elected to Congress. Exactly the same behavior. I want the people I'm talking to to reconcile that contradiction for themselves and for me. The third question well, I take that one a lot to peace people. There's a lot of moral ambiguity going on around here. Peace people who say, well, we got to support the troops. They wear the yellow ribbon and wrap themselves in the flag. Say, we don't want what happened to the Vietnam vets to happen to these vets when they come home, people getting spit on. Well, I think it's terrible to spit on anybody. I think that's a consummate act of, uh, of violence, And it's a terrible mistake, and I'm really sorry that happened. But what did happen? Song Mai happened. My Lai happened. The defoliation of a country happened. Tons of pesticides happened. 30,000 MIAs in Vietnam happened. And it unhinged some people, made them real mad. And what really, really made them mad was the denial of personal responsibility, saying I was made to do it, I was told to do it, I was doing my duty, I was serving my country. Well, we've already talked about that. Now, it is morally ambiguous to wrap yourself in the flag and wear those ribbons, and it borders on moral cowardice. I don't mean to sound stern. Well, yes, I do, but what, did the, what does the Nuremberg Declaration say? There's no superior order that can cancel your conscience. Nations will be judged by the standard of the individual. Look, the president makes choices. The Congress makes choices. The Chief of Staff makes choices. The officers make choices. All those choices percolate down to the individual trooper with his finger on the trigger. The individual pilot with his thumb on the button that drops the bomb. If that trigger doesn't get pulled, if that button doesn't get pushed, all those other choices vanish as though they never were. They're meaningless so what is the critical choice what is the one that we've got to think about and get to and friends if that trigger gets pulled if that button gets pushed and that drop bomb falls and you say I support the troops you're an accomplice I don't want to be accomplice do you and I don't want to dehumanize anyone I don't want to take away anybody's humanity. Humans are able to make moral decisions, moral, ethical decisions. When we tell the trooper who pulls the trigger or the soldier who turns the wheel that releases oil into the Persian Gulf that they're not responsible, just following orders, just doing their duty, have no choice, bypassing them, making them a part of the machine, we deny them their humanity their responsibility for their actions and the consequences of those actions. Look, I've been a soldier. I don't want any moral loophole. I need to take personal responsibility for my actions. And if we don't learn how to do this, we're going to keep on going to war again and again and again. Well, a final question. When I'm at these war support demonstrations, the question I ask most is, You think that people on the other side of the world need to be killed on the strength of voices coming out of a box. Sounds pretty silly when you put it that way, doesn't it? I want to know from the person standing in front of me, what part of you is responding to those voices? Can you tell me? What makes you feel that way? Who in you are those voices talking to? Who's really answering and why? I hear those voices. I have those
1: feelings. The violence is in me, too. And that will bring us to our artist of the episode, as mentioned earlier. The artist of the episode, this episode, is Brittany Chantel. Here's a piece from her website, BrittanyChantel.com. Brittany's life as a queer, biracial, non-binary individual who grew up in a small town and served in the Army National Guard has given them a very personal understanding of injustice. From witnessing and sometimes being subjected to injustice such as racism, sexism, and sexual assault, homophobia, and xenophobia, these experiences became a turning point that gave them two options. Say nothing? Or do something. Dynamic and bold as ever, Brittany chose to do more than just something. Using whichever medium expressed the truth the best, the Pittsburgh activists got honest and upfront about the difficult topics, relationship issues, self-love, and social justice. And with hundreds of spoken word and music performances, multiple visual art collections, ongoing collaboration with other Pittsburgh musicians, two EPs, and their second album, On the Way, it's clear that Brittany is not afraid to get people to have the hard conversations necessary to make a better world. And she does more than just spark conversation. Outside of their art, Brittany has also worked hard to give back to the Pittsburgh community and local social justice initiatives, including speaking at schools to tell students the truth about military enlistment, participating in the Pittsburgh organization. OneHood Media that creates a safe space for youth and organizes communities for real change and participating in Veterans for Peace. Whether on stage at a demonstration or having a conversation with another Pittsburgh local, Brittany Chantel has dedicated her art and her life to creating a better world. And we're going to go back to her latest album, The Golden Opportunity, for these first two songs. This is PTSD featuring JM the Poet.
2: supposed to happen From boot camp to the food stamp Nigga never even made it close to captain Just another piece in your war game Nothing but a pawn on your board man Carrying that piece took my peace of mind Now I can barely even sleep anymore man Living in a nation that I fought for But who fighting for me? My brothers out in the streets While my mom and dad got us grounds for A little bit of a piece of what they earned overseas I never prophesizing, and prophetizing off the lives In the blood we spilled, feeding all the lies Ignoring all the cries Cutting all the ties and treating us like filth Damn Bloodstains in my brain, but they call me insane
9: Constantly in pain, I can't dance in the rain I did this to attain a future for my name But all oh, I feel is shame for blood in my brain
10: PTSD in my system, it was validated real By my therapist, last week I bet the I didn't know about that
5: Crying in the shower Cause I'm wishing they could take it back Own up to the pain you brought me Own up to the way you taught me Own up to the fact that I'm a number in the way you bought me This ain't nothing new Now I'm just a statue you And you say I'm crying Wolf, example of the hate you Glad I'm moving on from this. Never wanna be like you. You don't even have a clue of how I feel. I wish you knew. Uh looking back behind me. Cause I think I'm being followed. This will defend. Never lived up to that motto. Duck when I hear fireworks sounding like that auto. Anxious at the concert when I'm hearing that vibrato. Eating my food fast. Uh don't stand for the flag. Uh don't salute all you fake patriots. I take it back. Now I'm Go into therapy. I was once
10: anxious and sad, but I learned to work through feelings instead of putting them in bags. Damn, DSD in my system, it was validated real by my therapist last week. I bet the army real repeal. They deny me of my feelings when I'm feeling.
11: Trigger finger lies, what's depicted right in front of you, you have to clear your mind You've been told, you've been told, that's a bad fucking lie You've been told, you've been told, that's a bad fucking lie But it's a life, but it's a
6: life, yeah it's a life, you've been lied to You got your finger on the trigger, but the trigger finger lies Between what's within your rights, versus what you exercise You don't you've broken extra ties because no one told you life comes with all these extra ties you've been broken overspoken to your breaking point point. Tired homies dropping like the flies and it doesn't help to cry And then everybody offers unsolicited advice They don't ask you what it's like when your mental state is tried I have contemplated heaven and hell's kitchen Where everyone around me likes to cook with their shells different New seasons, marinate the beef, grab the burner,
4: turn up the heater Get pop at the bacon grease, trying to fill prisons It ain't guaranteed that no one around you has ill intentions Trauma helped you notice when the energy feels different Still
6: wishing I could rob the well when I feel tension I'm better with the weight, but both my
1: shoulders are still tipping. My trigger finger wits might kill someone. And that was Trigger Finger from the album Gold The Golden Opportunity. Here's a couple of excerpts from stories in Pittsburgh newspapers. First from the postgazette.com. Brittany Chantel recalls feeling particularly vulnerable the day a Marine Corps recruiter approached her in the lunchroom at West Allegheny High School in North Fayette. He saw that I wasn't eating and asked why, she says. I said I didn't have any lunch money, and he ended up buying me lunch, and he also gave me a Marine Corps tracksuit. She grew up in a military family, so she was open to talking with him. For me, that was, wow, these guys really take care of you. That was the start of me really getting brainwashed. Joining the Marine Corps JROTC program, she says, gave her a new sense of purpose. That was like the one thing in high school I was good at. I wasn't good at sports. I was good at JROTC. I was the most decorated cadet there. It was just very validating and reaffirming that I was good at something. At 18, she took the next step and enlisted in the Army National Guard. Her experience over the next seven years is the subject of the Pittsburgh rapper's ambitious and sometimes harrowing new concept album, The Golden Opportunity. Quote, The army has to figure out how to make you feel like you're part of something, she says. What better way to do that than to make you all look the same, act the same, dress the same, and sing the same thing. Then, she says, she was sexually assaulted multiple times and coerced into silence. When you join, you really have a high standard of what your peers are going to be like, she says. You're told that it's a brotherhood, it's a sisterhood. You have each other's backs. Everybody loves each other and would take a bullet for each other. But then in 2018, we have over 20,000 military members who have been sexually assaulted. It doesn't make sense. It's hypocrisy. Of course, sexual assault, homophobia, xenophobia, all these things happen outside the military. But in the civilian world... Nobody signs a contract saying they're going to live up to the seven army values. I always say within those seven army values, which I'll never forget because they were drilled into my head. Out of those seven, if you are sexually assaulting somebody, you're directly violating at least five. Possibly. All of them. And Brittany Chantel later got a uh, medical discharge from the army. And here is an excerpt from uh, another story at, the, at pghcitypaper.com. After college, Chantel began working with high schoolers through multiple organizations, including Venture Outdoors, Assemble, and the Student Conservation Association. Without asking, there would always be at least one student who brought up wanting to join the military. The things that they were repeating to me from the recruiter were complete lies, says Chantel, adding that it was things she remembered hearing herself. I was like, oh, my God, this is continuing. And to be 100, these were always black students. I felt between a rock and a hard place, not having rich parents to pay for your stuff. And when you hear you're going to have free health care, college, job training that can be transferred to the civilian world nine times out of 10 and other opportunities like signing bonuses. Sometimes they'll give you a $10,000 signing bonus. Hearing this over time is what inspired Chantel to create the Golden Opportunity. She also came to realize talking about these issues and sharing her experience was a passion. Sharing my story is very important. I'm not here to tell people don't join. I want to make sure these students have an informed decision going in. In the early 1980s, the term poverty draft was coined to describe, quote, The belief that enlisted ranks of the military were made up of young people with limited economic opportunities, according to sojourners. In 2002, President George W. Bush signed the No Child Left Behind Act, which allows military recruiters the same access in schools as college recruiters. In 2017, a poll from the Department of Defense cited 49% of teens in the survey said that if they were to join the military, future education payment would be one of the reasons. They would do so. Keep in mind, I never deployed, says Chantel. There's not enough younger veterans talking about this. You're being made into a completely different person when you're just getting on the road to finding yourself. You become desensitized to everything. You're traumatized and don't even realize it. And then you devolve this love for this thing that's traumatizing you. What is this called? An abusive relationship. So, we're going to take a, a listen to a couple tracks from her other works. First up is the track Labels. <laughs>
5: I got a name, and it was once written on my chest. Thought I was serving my country, thought I was doing my best. Till she asked me some questions, put me to the test. Realized my answers were just like the rest. I was sleeping for a bit, I stepped out of it. I got too much to do to get caught up in this. So don't thank me for my service. Service is not bullets and bombs. This yes, I am certain only bombs and knowledge like damn. Who am I hurting? So I check my palms. I'll never be a guru in this pros and cons enough of this I know of this other ways to my anger president got me pissed we got some shit to say we got some things to change before we do I'ma need you to stop labeling me we got some shit to say we got some things to change before we do I'ma need you to stop labeling me is it unsatisfactory to be who I want to be try to put me in a box. you ain't got enough loss you ain't got enough I'm strong and I am able, grateful. Here are my labels. Is it unsatisfactory to be who I want to be? Try to put me in a box. You ain't got enough laws. You ain't got enough labels. It's time I turn the tables. I'm strong and I am able, grateful. Here are my labels. Immigrant's daughter, who's black? Your dad or your mother? Are you adopted? you real, and now you're from here You don't look like us, so you should disappear I pretended like I don't care, carefree But now I'm turning the table, something you wanna see I turned one, two, too many cheeks I didn't know my blackness till 23 can take it away from me. These roots are far from supplementary. So treat others how you want to be treated. It's elementary. Love and kindness together will remain complementary. Representation lacking like on MTV. Stare at the screen, are there people that look like me? But now I'm catching myself owning these things that I feel. Took some time to know my feelings are valid and real. Stay humble, stay woke, and here's the Deal. the labels and boxes do not appear. these hands are not for fists so i know of this other ways to my anger president got me pissed we got some shit to say we got some things to change before we do i'ma need you to stop labeling me we got some shit to say we got some things to change before we do i'ma need you to stop labeling me is it unsatisfactory to be who i want to be try to put me in We got benches made in the way so the homeless can't sleep But got abandoned houses next to the mother who weeps. Cause her son got shot on the block Tried to tell the jury that it wasn't his fault it was the cops But the judge don't care cause he was voted in Community mourns, throws their wax right in the trash bin And the Black Lives Matter movement Stomped by the uncultured cop Loving people that are prompt To tell you that all lives matter Blue lives matter My daddy fought for this country So you cannot matter And the movement gets Hidden by the bullshit in the chatter Then the hashtags scatter Cause your newsfeed skipped a chapter These are the things, yeah These are the things, yeah These are the things that are telling me things that are killing me. I think I'm losing faith in humanity. I think, think I'm losing faith in humanity. These are the things that yeah. oh, that are killing me. These are the things. These are the things. Oh. And we got people dealing drugs to pay rent and the bills. Unnecessary garbage overflowing landfills. We got. Loading rifles being sold to no end. People buy expensive brands to pretend to their friends. Chemicals in our food, chemicals in our air. Citizens struggling for the right to health care. We got machines digging down. Down into the ground. Negative consequences get pushed to the background. Trees getting torn down. Like every other second. And it seems like a climate situation's more than threatened. Wild horses, bison being captured or killed. Factory farms telling lies to make another bill. These are the things, yeah. These are the things, yeah. These are the things that are killing me.
1: Wrapping up our set of Brittany Chantel songs, that was Faith in Humanity. You can check out more of Brittany's music and her art at BrittanyChantel.com. Here is Lil Guillotine with Steps of Capital from the album Free to Starve in the Street.
9: Right now done seen them all We face down the pickets all We cleaned up the state street mall We claim steps of capital Yeah We right now done seen them all We face down the pickets all We cleaned up the state street mall We claim steps of capital Yeah uh, The pickets are and they flee out of town uh, I see what I find and they walking around they free in the crown, no, and we not backing down. backing down Hey, hey, got three hundred rounds for each of the Full K clowns, 4K clowns. Mm, Boots be in the ground, shut speech in the pool, pick down, down. Rowdy and web proud, best teaching the best Stand down History and history and history repeating History and history and history Repeating We right now done seen them all We faced down the pickets all We cleaned up the state street mall We claim steps of capital Yeah Vanish, Venezuela's crew demand the macho madness. Gonna vanish, fast fanatics stoke in panic as a tactic. We can manage, counteraction, massive damage lose their traction. Think we're gunless? Now we're laughing. We got endless double action. Street bajitas, subcompact and he thought we all unarmed actors. We just decent, not so macho roll the streets with conversation, mutual aid and. Common ethics, understand the bullshit optics of the band and really hate it. History and history and history repeating. History and history and history repeating. We right now done seen them all. We face down the bigots all. We cleaned up the State Street Mall. We claim steps of capital Yes. Yeah. Right now, done, seen them all We face down the wickets all We cleaned up the state street mall. we claim steps of capital Yeah
1: And that'll just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical You can follow Polyrical on Twitter You can find all the back episodes at polyrical.com You'll also be able to listen to this podcast and all my podcasts playing 24-7 at movingtrainradio.com. Here is Enemy Radio with the track STD, Slavery Transmitted Disease, from the album Loud, Is Not Enough. Thanks for listening. I am... Louder than fuck, mercy wanna curse me Don't touch that dial, the wild
6: can't rehearse me Roar, shit y'all probably heard before 30,000 fanatics rushing through that door Manimal, all these verses ripped up the manual Cause I'm breathing rare air, making by habit y'all Can't see how I makes these ears here Cover up your brains when I get near What the hell? M, N, R, H, C, 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 D, E. Oh, swag, we transplanted disease. Transplanted like transplanted pork, disease. I don't
2: eat it or say it. Uh, the mind is a terrible thing to waste and nothing to play where you can change the meaning how it's spelled. Still a virus, can't you tell the word? Yeah, when they tried to take black most to jail uh, and say it live on air and get away with it uh, uh, and call you N words, change your name in the digits. You have a right in this new day to find new words to say The truth is that we never
6: end words anyway Grace, got it cooking in the kitchen So loud, see the week can't get the hang of it Possibly, so they cannot understand it The red getting through to those that never read it The main script on life So they consider it bullshit Headset to stand it Study but they crammed it God considered the volume too low but she damned it
0: to the end the What the hell is
6: into the small picture. I
0: ain't gonna never call another black man a nigga.